On today's Locked On Islanders podcast, we discuss the season and the future of Oliver Wallstrom and why it may be the most important player whose future we discuss on the show this offseason. Plus, Matthew Barzal and Kiefer Bellows wrap up their participation at the World Championships. We'll talk about how they did all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars. NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this very important offseason from the draft, trade rumors, free agency, everything up until training camp gets underway in September. So, Plenty to discuss throughout what will be a pivotal offseason for the New York Islanders. We're going to get started uh, by discussing the season that was and the future of Oliver Wallstrom. And Wallstrom, you know, he it's hard to remember that this kid is only 21 years old. He'll be 22 in June. Uh, and... Clearly, Wallstrom has the potential to become the next 25, 30, maybe even a little more than 30 goal a year forward on the New York Islanders. And he got off to a pretty good start this season and then absolutely faded as the year went on. And unfortunately, here, here's the comparison. Oliver Wallstrom in 2020-2021, 44 games, 12 goals, 21 points. That's 12 goals, 21 points in 44 games, and he averaged 12 minutes and 23 seconds of ice time. This past year, 
22. Wally played in 73 games. Not quite double, but, you know, fairly close to double his output of a year ago. Scored one more goal. Yeah, in 39 more games, he scored one more goal. 13 goals, 24 points, so three more points. And his ice time actually went down 19 seconds a game to 12 minutes and 4 seconds per game. Now, five of his 13 goals came on the power play, as did three of his assists. And, you know, he did spend some time on that second power play unit. But when you look at where Wallstrom was early in the season, three goals in the first three games, uh, and then really the first 19 games, he had seven goals. And then he just sort of fell off after that and went through a drought. His last 13 games this year did not score a goal. Now, part of that had to do with a lack of ice time, but, you know, you get into one of those cycles. He's not playing because he's not playing well, and then he's not scoring because he's not on the ice. So you kind of go around in circles, but... In the last dozen games that he played, seven of the 12, he had fewer than 10 minutes of ice time, and that just isn't going to get the job done. And if you're the Islanders, you have to hope that the change from Barry Trotz to Lane Lambert is going to light a fire under Oliver Wallstrom. And we know throughout the season, and we talked about this on the show throughout the season, that Barry Trotz was trying to give Oliver Wallstrom some tough love, trying to make him a better all-around hockey player, trying to make sure he did the things that Barry Trotz wants all his players, all his forwards to do, even you know Matthew Barzal and Anders Lee and the guys who are there to to create offense, they also have to come back and play defense. And Wallstrom was inconsistent in this area. And, you know, his confidence, you could see, as the season went on, kind of waned. And even the number of shots on goal that he took, you look at the beginning of the season, eight shots, four shots, four, five, four, five, three, the end of the season, the last game he had in the last 10 games, never had more than two shots on goal in any of them, had one or zero in most of those last 10 games. And, you know, that's not going to get the job done for Oliver Wallstrom. Now, again, he's still young. He still has an opportunity to become something more than what he is so far. And, again, Wally is is not a, a small guy. He's 6'2", 205. So the bigger power forward types do tend to take a little longer to develop. But right now, Oliver Wallstrom has got to start showing that he is capable of delivering a little bit more than what he did this season. You know, he took a step back 
this past year. And Islander fans were really hoping he was going to take a step forward. Still finished fourth on the team among forwards in shots on goal. More than a lot of guys who played a lot more minutes than he did, but wasn't as productive with those shots. And the shooting percentage, you know, 8.3%, that started off a lot better and sort of fell as the year goes on. So I'm going to say this. I think one of the reasons that Barry Trotz is no longer the head coach of the Islanders was his failure to get more out of Kiefer Bellows and more importantly, Oliver Wallstrom, because Bellows, again, showed more signs late in the season of stepping up and taking his game to another level. But the failure to develop Wally, I think, is one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons that Barry Trotz is no longer the head coach. And Lane Lambert, look, Lou Lamorello has talked about adding, you know, making hockey trades, hockey moves this offseason. And one of the areas that we've talked about for a long, long time is got to add some goal scoring. But how much would it mean to this team to get that goal scoring increase coming from within the organization? And having a guy like Oliver Wallstrom go from 13 goals in 73 games to 20 or 25 goals in 75 games, let's say, that's a, that would make a big difference for this Islanders team that would take them from that difference alone, if everybody else had the same production, would take the Islanders from 22nd to somewhere around 15, 16, somewhere in the middle of the pack in goals scored in the league. And when you're playing as good a defense as the Islanders do, you know, that might be enough. So a critical season coming up for Oliver Wallstrom. He has got to do better. He's got to get that confidence back. He's got to play a full 200-foot game, and he's got to be uh, a bigger part of this team. And hopefully Lane Lambert and Oliver Wallstrom can make that happen this year. We've got a lot more to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Matthew Barzal and Kiefer Bellows both taking part in the World Championships. We'll talk about that and how the U.S. and Canada did there. Plus, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very good defensive forward who is a member of the Islanders' 93-long playoff run to the conference finals. Let's see if you can guess who that is. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning when wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, 
motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com so the world championships are over and canada ends up being in the gold medal game but they end up losing in overtime to finland four to three so congratulations to the Finns. but matthew barzal doing one heck of a great job in that final game and and really again we talked about what he did uh, in the quarterfinals last week where he, he scored the tying goal in the closing minutes and assisted the overtime game winner, he had three assists. He assisted on all three of Canada's goals in the gold medal game, played more than 20 minutes, 20 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time. And in nine games in the tournament, Barzi with two goals and eight points, which put him among the top 15 point-getters in the tournament. So that was a, a great and encouraging performance by Matthew Barzal. And, and what we saw in this tournament, if you got to see any of the games, vintage Matthew Barzal as to when he's on. And quite honestly, no question that playing on the larger, wider ice surface gives a great skater with speed and the ability to change direction uh, a lot more room to maneuver. And it benefits a great skater like Matthew Barzal. Now, he's not going to have that in the NHL, but Barzi knows how to work around the, the amount of room he has. And it just has to be encouraging for Islander fans to see Matthew Barzal performing so well on such a big stage, uh, in, you know, in a big game, in a big tournament, and that's after playing a complete season of NHL hockey. Now, Canada ends up with the silver medal, and Barzal definitely a part of that, and yet the U.S., Team USA, was in the bronze medal game, went up against uh, the Czech Republic, and ended up falling 8-4 to four in that game despite taking a 3-1 to one lead. They gave up six goals in the third period. Kiefer Bellows, playing for Team USA, was out there for almost 13 minutes in that bronze medal game. Uh, played 10 games in the tournament and finished with three goals and five points in that one. Now, there was an Islanders connection also for the gold medal winning Finnish team because the captain of the Finnish team uh, was former Islander Valtteri Filppula. So congratulations to him as the uh, Finns end up winning the world championships. But overall, some encouraging performances from both Barzal and from Bellows. And, you know, that is a, a definite plus for the New York Islanders. And you know what? The best part, when you cut through it, you want to see these guys do well, top competition, what have you, no injuries. No injuries. I, I think 
so many Islander fans have flashbacks to what happened at the Olympics when John Tavares was injured at that tournament and missed the rest of the regular season, and that more or less destroyed the Islanders' prospects for making the playoffs that year. Um, to lose a player at the, at the World Championships in a game that doesn't affect the NHL standings, you know, to a serious injury that would prevent them from being ready for training camp, that would be a disaster. But thankfully, nothing, and you get the benefit of playing against top, top competition on a world stage, representing your country, and just gaining more big game experience. So congratulations again to the Finns. Canada with the silver and the United States finishing in fourth place, falling just short uh, as they tried to get to the bronze. But uh, overall, Islander fans have to be encouraged by what they saw from Barzal and from Bellows. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, a member, a key member of the 1993 Islanders team that went all the way to the conference finals and shocked the world. Let's see if you can guess who this defensive forward is. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And yes, that does include YouTube. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We are a couple of days late. Sunday was the 59th birthday of former Islanders center Claude Loisel. Loisel, a second-round pick of the Red Wings back in 1981, made his Red Wings debut in 81-82, scored his first goal in four games, later played for the Devils and the Quebec Nordiques, then the Toronto Maple Leafs, and joined the Islanders late in the 91-92 season, stayed with the Isles for 92-93 and 93-94, played 18 games during the Islanders' run to the conference final in 1993 and had three assists. You know, Loisel, good in the face-off circle, good at killing penalties, Never a big goal scorer in the NHL. Uh, never had more than 17 goals in a season. But a valuable guy uh, who just did the little things right and was a sound defensive player. He played 616 games in his, in his NHL career. 92 goals, 209 points. And yes, 1,146 penalty minutes. Add 41 games in the postseason Four goals and 15 points. We mentioned the three assists that he had with the Islanders. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Isles. Part of that magic 92-93 season. November 28, 1992 at the Nassau Coliseum. The Philadelphia Flyers are the visiting team. They go with Stefan Beauregard in goal. The Islanders counter with Glenn Healy. And the Islanders' power play got busy early. Pierre Turgeon scoring his 14th of the year from Jeff Norton and Tom Curvers at 427 with Doug Evans in the box for hooking. Then the rough stuff getting involved there. Darius Kasparitis, Kevin Deneen, Benoit Hogue, uh, 
just uh, Terry Kartner, a lot of, uh, and Ryan McGill all getting at, in it early in this game at 6-11. Finally, the Islanders get another power play chance when Brian Benning heads off for cross-checking and Pierre Turgeon cashes in his second of the period, second of the game. Brian Mullen and Scott Lachance with the assist at 13:27. Flyers get on the board late in the period. Terry Karkner unassisted his first of the year at 18:03. Isles after one. In the second period, Steve Thomas increases the Islanders' lead, his eighth, from Pierre Turgeon and Tom Kerbers. Then uh, a minute 13 seconds, uh, excuse me, a minute 23 later, Brad Delgarno, his first from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Claude Loisel and Pat Flatley. Two more power play goals, one by each team follow. Ray Ferraro, his seventh, from Uwe Krupp and Pat Flatley. And then the Flyers answer back with Mark Recchi, his 16th from Rod Brindamore and Terry Karkner at 18-17. And suddenly... Uh, the Islanders have a 5-2 lead. But David Volick scores 22 seconds after the recce goal. Tom Curvers and Steve Thomas with the assist. And the Islanders increase their lead to 6-2 after 40 minutes. In the third, Claude Loisel, our Islanders' birthday today, scores his second of the year. Jeff Norton and Vladimir Malakov with the assist at 10-01. Greg Pazlowski scores for Philly. His seventh from Len Barry and Dmitry Yaskevich, but then the Islanders pull off a shorthanded goal. Tom Fitzgerald scoring with Steve Thomas in the box, Brian Mullen and Uwe Krupp with the assist at 13.59. Tom Kerbers gets his first of the year from Ray Ferraro and Benoit Hogue at 15.44. The Islanders crush the Flyers by a score of 9-3. 33 saves for Glenn Healy. The Islanders outshoot the Flyers 40-36. to And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Claude Loisel, one goal, one assist. He was a plus two, and he had five shots on goal in this game. So again, a very happy 59th birthday a couple of days late to former Islanders center Claude Loisel, a key part of of the Islanders' big run to the conference final in 1993, when the Islanders shocked everyone by dethroning the two-time Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Claude Loisel is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We have got more to discuss uh, tomorrow. We will continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders' roster as we take a look at Noah Dobson, certainly one of the bright spots for the Islanders this past season. And look, uh, what is the future for Noah Dobson? Because you get the feeling it's going to be a very bright one. And again, you have a new coach in Lane Lambert. We'll see what he can do to continue that development of Noah Dobson. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL, from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!